0: Hey guys, it's JC here. You're probably wondering what in the world is The Real Fifteen? Well, I know time is precious and it might be difficult to carve out a moment to read the word or to just be encouraged. I wanted to create a simple, bite-sized podcast series for busy believers. Welcome to the realest 15 minutes of your day. In just a short amount of time, 15 minutes or less, I will bring you thought-provoking, Biblical, mini-studies that you can meditate on as you work, exercise, clean, juggle, you know, the normal stuff. Okay, let me stop talking because we ain't got time to waste. This is The Real 15. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into his hands. 1 Samuel seventeen forty seven. We heard this story so many times, David and Goliath. Whenever we want to be encouraged or feel victorious, it's preached or taught and we all feel better and jump for joy, as we should. In Sunday school, it's altered just a little bit to be easily digested into little hearts. Cute songs are sung about David defeating this mean bully of a giant. He is painted as a hero and I do think he is a hero. In fact, I named my son David. David stood up to fight when no one else would. He stood in the gap to bring God's people honor. And while we look at the man that God sent to bring great victory, David's eye was on the one who never lost a battle. There's a song out right now called Never Lost, and the lyrics just pierce my heart so much. The chorus says, You can do all things. You can do all things but fail. Cause you've never lost a battle. No, you've never lost a battle. And I know, I know you never will. David knew this. The reason why his faith was so strong was because this wasn't the first battle that he was a part of. Earlier in the chapter, before David came face to face with that nasty Philistine, he shared victories he'd had with the Lord on his side while doing the job of being a shepherd. 1 Samuel seventeen, thirty-three through 37 says this, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and I smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. David makes sure to let Saul know that he didn't win the battle against the lion and the bear by his own might or strength. It wasn't because he was the biggest or the strongest. We know he was the youngest out of all the children, the baby, out in the fields while his brothers were soldiers. But David never felt small because he knew who was on his side. How did David know that God was with him? Because he had a relationship with him. He praised him with songs, worshipped him not only in public but in private, and prayed continually while tending to the flock of sheep. When we take time to communicate with someone, we usually get to know them better. Hopefully that's a good thing. Sometimes it's questionable, but God was on David's side because David was willing to get on God's side first. You know, the difference between religion and relationship is as simple as going from, I have to do this to I get to do this. We get to communicate with our creator. We get to live for him every single day. We get to learn more about him on an intimate level if we are just willing to get closer and abide with him. We get to be with Jesus. And so way before David put one little sandal on that battlefield, he had made a decision to stay on God's side. Friends, this world is recruiting new soldiers. There is a spiritual battle going on. We may not be able to see the Goliaths that the devil has sent out to intimidate God's people, but they're real and time is ticking. Will we allow the distractions and the agendas and the glorified mess of this world to taint our decision to be on God's side? Because he has never lost a battle. Satan has. He lost because he was greedy and selfish. And so he uses these same spirits to tempt us today. There is a reason why James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because he is only as powerful as our cooperation. If you're not willing to follow his commands or suggestions, he can't move. He has limitations because he is not the almighty God. That's why the Bible tells us he loses at the end of it all. I was recently listening to a sermon by Brother Landon Gore that has circulated on social media and for good reason. It's called The Day the Prophet Wore Nikes and it's honestly a powerful message about anointing. Brother Gore said something that I thought will bless you right now. He said, the devil has to run to and fro, but the Lord has to just look to and fro. Before the devil got to you, God saw you. And it's true. When we join the winning side with Jesus, the victory is as limitless as our God. Ephesians four ten through 15 says this, He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ." which is the head, even Christ. I rebuke the defeated mindset that we are losing the battle against souls. I refuse to believe the report of the wicked politicians who use people as pawns for their powerful gain. I reject the doctrine of self-worship that says your heart doesn't need correcting. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. This is the battle. Who among us will stand up and say no to the enemy that's taunting us? And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel for all their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel, and for their elders, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and said unto them, I am old and stricken in age. And ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that hath fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. And the Lord your God, he shall expel them from before you and drive them from out of your sight. And ye shall possess their land as the Lord your God hath promised unto you. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left, that ye come not among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them, but cleave unto the Lord your God, as ye have done unto this day. For the Lord hath driven out from before you great nations and strong, but as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you, as he hath promised you. Joshua 23, 1-10 through And that promise never expires for God's people. His promises never fade. They are not stale or forgotten. They are still active and true. Challenge the reports and the news and the media and Hollywood. All the voices telling you living for God is useless and there's more outside of his will. Satan thought that too and he got kicked out of heaven. Whose report will you believe? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten fifteen through 17. God's battle plan works. He just needs faithful soldiers who are willing to get on his side and stay there. The word says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Guys, let's not be in that category. It will group us with David's brothers and the other soldiers on the field that day. They had their orders, but they were too distracted by the shouts of the enemy to move. They were paralyzed in fear and trembled more at the Philistine than at disobeying God. Will we face difficult times in our nation? That's a given, unfortunately. Just think about some of the grooming and the sick lies that people are adopting daily as truth right now. They'll make us feel like we're the enemy because we're not following the herd. For Romans eight thirty-five through 37 encourage us, saying, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In all these things in tribulation, in distress, in persecution, in famine, in nakedness, in peril, in sword. We are more than conquerors, not on our own, not in our own brilliance or awesomeness. No, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, through the God of the universe who became a man and died on the cross to save our soul, through the one who commands the ocean and the wind to be still. Through the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the God who calls things that hasn't happened yet as if they did, the Lord Jesus Christ is the key to being victorious because he has never lost a battle and he never, ever will. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean, gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Say lie? And I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Psalm 77, 6 through 11. We can do all things with God if we stay on his side. He will continually fight for us. The battle is on the spiritual field and the world is trying to distract our spiritual eyes away from the approaching spear of Goliath. This can appear in many forms. It's why we must be awake and watching. When you continue on reading the story of David after he made that powerful proclamation on the battlefield, the Bible says in 1 Samuel seventeen forty-eight. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. David hasted or hurried quickly to act. What does that mean for us? It means we need to stop dragging our feet to get to prayer, to stop making excuses for not studying the Bible. Whatever you feel you need to be stronger in, you have your order, soldier. Go be on God's side by abiding with him. Communicate through prayer and reading his word. That's how we will build up spiritual strength. In the physical, we would eat right and hit the gym, trying to bulk up that muscle. But on the spiritual battlefield, we must prepare our hearts and minds through prayer and the word of God building up that spiritual muscle with scripture that can cut through the darkness and give light to the path we must walk on. The battle for our souls is here. The battle for the next generation is here. Let's choose the side that will never fall. The side that will always be victory. The side that the angels cheer for and heaven rejoices over. The side of the Lord glorious in truth and mighty and power. If you don't feel ready, act quickly. Some of us act like God owes us more time, but we're running out of time. The distraction will deceive you into thinking you have all the time in the world, but the world we know is fading fast. The Lord is coming back very soon, and I don't know about you, but I want to be ready for that final showdown. Every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. Let's choose to do that right now while we can.